to the transfer portal we go. Bo Nix's first game was played against Oregon in 2019, and his next college football appearance will be in Oregon colors. Instant reactions. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yes, it is that time once again. This is Locked On Ducks. Thanks for making it your first listen of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with your team every single weekday. Remember to like and subscribe. Leave a five-star review wherever you are listening to this show. Spencer McLaughlin at Smalls underscore 55 is the Twitter handle. Hashtag AskLODPod is the hashtag if you want to get your questions answered here on the show, and what a show we're going to have for you today. Interestingly enough, I had actually already recorded an episode for today, and then the Bo Nix news dropped, and I scrapped it, and we'll probably do that or some semblance of it tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Sonos, the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. So let's just start right off the top. Bo Nix, Auburn quarterback, former five-star recruit, is transferring to the University of Oregon. He will be eligible immediately, compete for the Oregon quarterback job, along with the three guys that were already on the roster right now, Ty Thompson, Jay Butterfield, Robbie Ashford. And boy, just tons to get to here. So let's start with instant reactions. As long as Bo Nix admits that Dyer was down, I'm willing to accept him at the University of Oregon. Just right off the top, we're all thinking it. I'm out here saying it because that's my job as host of the show. But he's got two years of eligibility left because the 2020 season did not count. And so he is a junior right now, but he is going to be able to play for Oregon for two years if he is able to win the starting job and claim it as his and be the clear number one quarterback on the roster, he could be Oregon's quarterback for the next two years. It's also possible he doesn't win the job at all, and we get to see Ty Thompson or Robbie Ashford or Jay Butterfield or one of these guys. But for those of you who don't know, Bo Nix has been the quarterback at Auburn for the last three seasons. His best year record-wise was his freshman season. He went 9-4, and and the reason that he is coming to Oregon primarily, or at least we presume, is that the offensive coordinator that Oregon just hired, Kenny Dillingham, was his offensive coordinator in that season in 2019. They went 9-4 and overall, 9-3 and in uh, the SEC, well, 5-3 and against SEC opponents. They lost the Outback Bowl 31-24 to Michigan, but that was the year Bo Nix was a five-star, true freshman, starting quarterback, got his first game under the lights in prime time against the Ducks, ended up beating Oregon in a pretty heartbreaking game for Duck fans. I'm sure we all remember that. But they also beat Bama that year, 48-45. to It was a crazy game. You know, they drew Alabama offsides at the end of that game is how it ended. That was uh, the last time Gus Malzahn beat Alabama, which he did a couple times during his tenure at Auburn. But I find this to be such a fascinating transfer within the realm of college football because of what Oregon already has on the roster. 
I mean, like, I just listed those three guys who we've all heard about for the last year or so. And, you know, it was Tyler Shuck's time, and then he was not the guy, and Anthony Brown was kind of a, a filler role, and Ty Thompson was having his name thrown out a lot this year by Duck fans, saying, like, boy, it seems like it should be Ty Thompson time because Anthony Brown isn't doing X right now. And I'll get to that more in a, a later episode of the pod. But I, I think that what makes it so interesting is... The, the layers to it, right, is you've got the connection with Dillingham, you've got a crowded quarterback room, he's leaving Auburn at a time where if you talk to Auburn fans, and I was talking to Zach Blackerby, who hosts on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Auburn, I'm going to have him on the show for uh, Wednesday's episode to talk about Bo Nix and, and this move and all of that, so make sure you're liked and subscribed if you have not already, but he was saying, look, Auburn went 6-6 six and six this year because Bo Nix got hurt, and he's, he thinks that if Bo Nix stays healthy, they beat Mississippi State, and they maybe beat Alabama as well, and they're an 8-4 and four or 9-3 or and three team. They started really well this year, but then they fell off late, and Bo Nix was a part of that, but Bo Nix's injury was also a part of that. They almost beat Penn State on the road in a great game early in the year. You know, a, a lot of sort of up and down, and... That's the the drawback that Bo Nix has had through his three years at Auburn and why uh, when you ask Auburn fans, they'll be kind of split on him, is there were moments where he showed really, really promising stuff, and then there were moments where Auburn fans were left kind of, you know, dumbfounded of like, what did we just witness and why is this guy doing this? And, you know, he's not consistent. And so for Oregon fans, I'm going to get to like the, the – overall pros and cons later in this episode, but this is a guy who is, he's got the physical tools, right? When you watch him play, he's very fast, he's big, he's got a pretty darn strong arm, and he's not afraid to use it. The area where he is not as strong sometimes is his decision-making. I remember, I think it was his freshman year, no, he was a true freshman, but I was watching them play at Florida, and he threw a ball up the seam that got intercepted in the red zone, and Gus Malzahn, then the head coach at Auburn, just kind of put his hands over his head and was just thinking to himself, what what are we doing here? What, like, why is that throw being made? So that's why Auburn fans, I, I think if you talk to them, will tell you that they're pretty, they're pretty torn about it. So he, he comes into a crowded quarterback room, and interesting note, Ty Thompson, you know, the big five-star that Oregon fans... You should know by now. It's a name you should have heard. A lot of people have been asking when the Ty Thompson era was going to begin. Anthony Brown gone after this year. New regime coming in. You thought it might be Ty Thompson time. Well, he did tweet out 10 toes down moments after Bo Nix, I think like an hour or two after it was announced that Nix was transferring to Oregon, which indicates that Ty Thompson is betting on himself, wants to stick around, and wants to compete for that starting Oregon quarterback job. But for those of you who are all in on like, oh, it should be Ty Thompson's time. Why isn't he playing? Number one, if he had been ready to play this year, he would have. He he clearly was not because I think we saw that Anthony Brown, while a serviceable quarterback, he won 10 games. I know that he did things that, you know, can be a a little maddening, the the dump offs, some of the interceptions, but he still won 10 games. <laughs> like he, he's serviceable, but has a ceiling as a quarterback. And I think we saw that this year as Duck fans. But for all of you who are calling for Ty Thompson right away, 
Bo Nix was a five-star guy too. So if your immediate reaction is, oh, well, you know, Ty Thompson's a five-star guy. Bo Nix was a five-star guy. Auburn fans are torn on him. Just because a guy's a big-time recruit doesn't mean that he's going to be able to have it and be able to succeed in the game of college football. Justin Herbert, Marcus Mariota, those were both three-star guys. So just right off the top, I understand how you can feel negative about this. I understand how you can feel positive about this. And, you know, from what I've seen, uh, just looking around online, listening on uh, on Twitter spaces, which is becoming just a huge part of college football, Oregon fans are kind of torn on this. And I think that there's two sides to that element of should I like Bonix or should I not like Bonix? It depends on how he's going to be able to play. Don't think you can judge it all right now and say with certainty, well, it should be Ty Thompson's time. Well, Bonex was a five-star guy, and Auburn fans are not sold on him after watching him for you know two and a half seasons. So I, I think there's just a, just a little thing that I wanted to throw out there because I thought it, it was worthwhile. What does this mean for the Oregon quarterback room? I'll tell you after this. Bowl season is here, Duck fans, and the Alamo Bowl is not very far away. I've been telling you about prize picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, prize picks makes college basketball more exciting. Prize picks is the leader in daily college sports fantasy. Prize picks offers more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players you might not even have heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. Use the promo code Locked On and get your 100% match up to $100 on your first deposit. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entries, and you can do mixed sport entries. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com, use promo code locked on, or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right, so the next question for Oregon fans is what does it mean when you add a transfer quarterback, former five star who has all the physical tools to succeed in college football, but hasn't popped the way his previous school's fans thought he might, what happens when you add that guy to the quarterback room? And one thing I heard a lot of Duck fans talking about in the Twitter spaces earlier tonight as I'm recording this on Sunday night is they would like to see Oregon develop a guy and have him be, you know, sort of a homegrown prospect, if you will, right? And I understand where those fans are coming from because after Herbert left, Tyler Shuck was waiting in the wings, and I was someone who lobbied for him to be, you know, I didn't have any sort of platform at the time, but just in discussions with other Oregon fans, I said, look, I, I want it to be Tyler Shuck. I want to find our own guy, and I want him to be able to grow into, you know, the sort of guy that Herbert became, that Mariota became, that even Darren Thomas became when he was the starter for two years. And we all want that, right? Because it, it feels better, and it has worked out several times in the past, you know, with, with all those guys I just mentioned. Mariota started as a redshirt freshman, went on to have, you know, the best career in Oregon football history. Justin Herbert came in midway through his freshman year, started for four years, ended in a Rose Bowl victory. Darren Thomas sat for a year and then as a sophomore got to the national championship game, lost to Auburn, and then won a Rose Bowl the next year, right? 
those are kind of the ideal situations. I think people like the way that feels a lot more than they like a transfer quarterback coming in. But you have to remember with the aforementioned Tyler Shuck is sometimes it just doesn't work out. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself as a fan, what do you want most? You want Oregon to win, right? That's what I want anyway. And whether that comes from a transfer quarterback or a guy who has you know, waited his turn and grown within the program, yeah, I'd prefer if it came from that side, but do I really care at the end of the day? Not really. Do you think LSU fans care that Joe Burrow transferred from Ohio State? Do you think Ohio State fans care that Justin Fields transferred in from Georgia, started playing right away? No, they care that he's able to came, that those guys were able to come in and win games right away. That's what we're rooting for here at the end of the day. So sometimes guys that you grow in the program are Justin Herbert, Marcus Mariota, Darren Thomas. Sometimes it's Tyler Shuck. And sometimes the transfer quarterbacks are Dakota Prukop, who gets benched halfway through the year, or Anthony Brown, who has fans bitterly divided midway through his first full season starting at the University of Oregon. And other times the transfers are Vernon Adams, who, might I remind you, came from an FCS school, was not a homegrown Oregon guy, and had he not broken his finger in the opener against Eastern Washington, I contend that that Oregon team would have gotten back to the college football playoff. They finished the regular season 9-3, and three, and they certainly, if Adams had not been hurt, <laughs> probably would have gone 11-1, and one, maybe even 12-0. and 0. I mean, if he doesn't have a busted finger playing against Michigan State, I think Oregon wins that game. He missed a wide-open throw. We don't have to revisit the whole thing, but you know he was not fully himself, and Oregon still almost won that game. So you have to consider that there's no way to know exactly what these guys are going to be. And everyone who's in that quarterback room is really talented, right? At least on paper. Ty Thompson, five-star recruit. Bo Nix was a five-star recruit. And then there's a couple of highly rated four-star guys, Robbie Ashford and Jay Butterfield. All of these guys are the sorts of dudes who you look at on the recruiting trail. And when Oregon signs them, you say, whoa, is that the next guy? He's got a lot of really good traits. Boy, his film looks really good. But there's no way to know. Tyler Shuck was a four-star prospect, and he ended up not being able to hold on to his starting job in favor of Anthony Brown, who was a three-star coming out of high school, transferred from Boston College, and then we saw that he was capable in many ways, and he was you know, somewhat limited in other ways as a college quarterback. So is competition the worst thing in the world for these guys to have to go in there and, and battle it out amongst the four of them? I can't say that it is, right? Do I want one guy to be able to clearly distinguish himself in a fair and open quarterback competition? Yes, I do, but I don't know if that's going to happen, right? One guy might not distinguish himself, and maybe because of the past relationship between the new offensive coordinator, Kenny Dillingham, and Bo Nix, he ends up being the starter just based on his experience alone and the fact that we open next year with Georgia essentially on the road. It's a neutral site game, but quote-unquote neutral site. It's down in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be heavily slanted towards the Bulldogs for sure. But Bo Nix is a guy who has played three years of college football, can play two more, and there's something that does concern me about him 
but there's also a little bit of a defense there for it. And I'll tell you what that is after I tell you about our sponsors. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Don't compare Built Bar to holiday desserts. We don't want people to feel guilty about enjoying the holidays. November 30th through December 23rd, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, or double chocolate? There's so many more as well. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel to bust out those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. People are so passionate about their flavor, they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. Tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings or dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. The thing that concerns me with Bo Nix is that in the three years he's played college football at Auburn, his passer rating each year has been in the 80s nationally, right? It was like 84th and then 82nd and 85th or something like that. And Anthony Brown this year, who, again, has taken a lot of heat from Oregon fans, is 64th in the country in passer rating. Now, does one stat tell the entire story for a player? No. And let me defend Bo Nix here. Because when I saw him as a true freshman in that game against Oregon a couple years ago, I thought, boy, the talent is there, but he has some room to grow. He looks very raw as a prospect, but that's what I expect from a true freshman. And he's matured slightly as a quarterback, but overall, he still has some moments, you know, at least from what I have seen, processing the game, making throws with anticipation and reading defenses correctly, there are still some of those issues there. And so the lack of progression in in passer rating is what is most concerning from that stat I read you a moment ago, right? It's one thing if you start out with, you know, a less than ideal passer rating as a quarterback, but then you get better as your time playing college football has gone on. His has not, which is concerning slightly, but also consider this. He has had three different offensive coordinators and two head coaches during his time at Auburn. In the NFL, this gets talked about a lot, right? Trevor Lawrence is about to go through this since Urban Meyer got fired, which what a what a disaster for the Jacksonville Jaguars that turned out to be. But when quarterbacks come into the NFL and they're given turnover, you often hear media pundits, and I think correctly, talk about how, boy, that's not great for a young quarterback, right? Mariota went to the NFL and ultimately wasn't able to retain a consistent starting job. Part of that was performance. Part of that was because of injuries. But part of the reason, I argue, his performance was not up to where his ceiling was as an NFL quarterback is because he didn't have a consistent staff 
He had like three head coaches in four years and you know, four or five different offensive coordinators. I mean, it was just all over the place. And it's true for guys who are going to the NFL who are learning, you know, a, a different style of football and, you know, the, the players are faster, the game is faster, all that sort of stuff. But it's especially true, I would argue, even more so for college-age athletes. I mean, these are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who are having different guys in their ear, you know, to talk to on the phone, to, you know, work them through the game plan, break down film. Having that much turnover is really a disadvantage for anyone. And so that's a that, that's a defense of Bo Nix and, and that particular stat, which you might have seen going around on Twitter, is it's hard to steadily improve as a young quarterback, the hardest position in all of sports, while you're having all this different coaching turnover on the side of the ball in which you play, right? Two head coaches, three offensive coordinators, it's not an easy thing to do. So what we know is he needs a staff that understands him, which Dillingham does because he coached him for a year while he was a true freshman, and so that could be an advantage, but he's going to have to win this starting job, right? Ty Thompson, told you earlier, he tweeted 10 toes down. That means he's staying, doesn't want to go anywhere, and he is going to try and compete for that job. And I haven't seen an indication elsewhere that either of the other two quarterbacks I've mentioned, Jay Butterfield and Robbie Ashford, that they're going to transfer either. They're all really talented dudes, you know, four and five star guys. And so Bo Nix is not going to be just gifted the starting job. I, I don't think. And he shouldn't be. I mean, if he earns it, then he earns it. But it should be an open and fair competition. That's all we should ask for as Duck fans and hope that one player is clearly able to distinguish himself, whoever that is. All right? I want what is best for the football team. If that's Bo Nix, all right, then let's go, Bo Nix. Go Ducks. But if it's not, then I want Ty Thompson to get the job or I want Robbie Ashford or Jay Butterfield to you know, rise to the top and be able to really claim that starting job. Real quick to wrap up the show, just the overall pros and cons that uh, I wrote down of Bo Nix being the starter, which is definitely a possibility. Uh, I'll start with the cons and then I'll end with the pros. We'll call it there today and uh, you know, we'll get into this more as, as the week goes on. So the cons, uh, one that I touched on a moment ago, the passer rating did not improve year to year. And, you know, he, he just, he had a lot of coaching turnover, but, you know, some of it does fall on his shoulders at, at the end of the day. But again, I'm not sure how much of that is exactly his fault entirely. The other con is when you bring in a transfer quarterback like this, he has to be able to win the locker room. And, you know, he's going to be teammates with all of these guys for the first time, unless, you know, they had a, a brief stop together somewhere. Like Robbie Ashford and Bo Nix, I think, competed against each other in high school. But... That's not going to be an easy thing to do. I'm not saying Bo Nix can't do it. I'm saying that's going to be an obstacle he's going to face, right? Your quarterback is your vocal leader. He's supposed to be, anyway, in the locker room. You have to win those guys over, and Thompson and Butterfield and Ashford have an advantage in that sense in that the players know them and have a relationship with those guys that Bo Nix is going to have to establish as someone who's coming from a different program. So those are kind of the, the big downsides that I see and that, you know, he's, he's still got some flaws to his game. We'll see if Dillingham is able to coach those out of him. But I think there are some pros to it as well if he does end up being the starter. One criticism that was 
you know, levied against Anthony Brown this year was his unwillingness to throw the ball down the field. And I think that's a fair criticism. He, he oftentimes had receivers open on medium to long range routes, and he just didn't pull the trigger. Bo Nix is much more willing to throw the ball down the field. Now, sometimes it can be recklessly, but he is not a guy who, from what I've seen, is scared to throw the ball down the field. So that would be a change of pace for Oregon fans. Another pro is he is coming from the SEC, and I know, I know, the whole SEC bias and thing, they do recruit better players, go look at the recruiting classes, they're all there, but the other aspect of that is, if you remember, Oregon opens with Georgia in 2022. That's not going to be something the coaching staff can ignore when they look at who the starting quarterback is going to be come day one when the Ducks go down to Atlanta and try to beat uh, Dan Lanning's former head coach, Kirby Smart, down in the uh, in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. So that's going to be pretty uh, going to be pretty difficult. Another pro is Kenny Dillingham and Bo Nix. When Bo was a true freshman. They went 9-3, or they went 9-4. They lost the Outback Bowl. They beat Oregon, a team that ended up winning the Rose Bowl that year. And they beat number 5 Bama. So it's not as if the Dillingham-Knicks combination is not capable of winning football games. And I I think 9-3 in the SEC is at least good for a 10-win season in the Pac-12, maybe even 11 right? And there's a lot of other factors that go into that, of course, but it's not as if the two of them don't have a history of at least winning some games together. So uh, some cons, some pros, some instant reactions, the quarterback room, and, and there's still plenty more to get to with this. I'll keep uh, I'll keep you updated throughout the week as we go on, and we'll get Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn on later this week. I appreciate everyone listening. Like and subscribe if you have not already. Spencer McLaughlin, back in your feeds tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.